Welcome back. We are once again talking about million dollar careers. And as always, I've got my good friend Rob Houghton with me. Rob's up in uh, Fairfax, Virginia, and uh, he's a very successful executive recruiter and blogger and podcaster. And uh, Rob, what's happening? Good morning, Craig. How are you down there, man? I am good. We got hurricane, hurricane whatever just passed over our head. So uh, the sun's out shining today. I'm praying for the people in Florida who uh, who got hit really, who got devastated. And uh, if you've ever been in a hurricane, they suck. And uh, but yeah. you know, thankfully we got spared this time around. So yeah, it's been raining for the last three days, and it's supposed to rain for two more days. So I think what happened is the hurricane went inland, and it's passing over Virginia on its way to Pennsylvania now. There you go. So fall is in the air. Let's uh, let's hope. Uh, let's let's no more hurricanes. Yeah. Hey, let's start with. Uh, let's talk today about uh, starting with the end in mind, so that people can match expectations. You know, with goals and your know, expectations, so that expectations and goals, you know, are reality. I'm starting to see a lot of, I'm starting to have a lot of ridiculous conversations. I don't know about you, yeah, but I'm having a lot of ridiculous conversations right now. Yeah, I think what I'm finding is, particularly the candidates, the workers out there are sensing opportunity in this very tight labor market. And people are now are just making moves to make a move. And it's like you said, hey, before you make a move, before you before you quit your job or before you make it, you know, before you exchange a known for an unknown, which is very risky, you got to make sure that you know what the end in sight mm-hmm. is. Like, what do you really want to accomplish? What, and then once you know what, what you want to be when you grow up or what you want to do, yeah. Then can you start planning all the tactical arrangements? That's the whole thing is people want to make change for change sake. Yeah. I don't know if it's just a, a shift in geography, but I've had some re- incredibly ridiculous conversations. I'll, I'll just give you a couple examples. Yeah. The other day I was talking to a senior executive at a big company. And their request was, I go, where do you want to go? Well, I want to go to GE. Or I want to go to Lockheed Martin, or I want to go to Boeing. And I'm like, why? You're already at a big company. Why? Well, I want to go run their procurement organizations. I'm like, they've already got people running their procurement organizations. You know, why? Why? Why do you want to make the move? Well, because. I'm like, okay, because. All right. So tell me about. So you're willing. <laughs> So you're willing to go you know, to where the opportunities. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not willing to go to the opportunity. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna stay here and I want to be able to commute one week a month and do the rest from my home. And I'm like, oh, so you want to be a leader from afar, kind of like leading from behind. Um, you know, there you go. And I'm like, yeah, maybe it's just the COVID ridiculousness and all this work from home stuff. But I, you know, it's it's kind of like the CEO who says, well, I'll just show up on Monday. And I'll I'll just show up on Monday. And in the meantime, what I'm going to tell the community and what I'm going to tell the the workers is that, you know, I'm not really going to come and get, I'm not going to get ingrained in your community. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to show up yeah. and I'll lead and I'll lead for five days a week and then I'm going to go yeah. away. I don't think there's realistic expectations there. I think what expectations 
we're really due for somebody. If you really think about it, if, if you're able to set realistic expectations with benchmarks and metrics, it gives you an exhilarating sense of freedom because now all you're doing is you know exactly what you have to do. You know mm -hmm. exactly what to expect from your company. And you're totally free now because all you're doing is you're executing. Mm -hmm. If the expectations, if they're realistic, do not materialize, then you've got the freedom to quit then because mm -hmm. you've set the expectations, mutually agreeable expectations in your performance review. If you get to the end of the year and, and you're given your you know 100% and the company has not met your expectations, you've got total freedom now because now you can leave mm -hmm. and leave feeling good about it. You're not looking back in the rearview mirror. That's the well, power of realistic expectations because well, I, you're just measuring it and you're holding people accountable. Yeah, yeah look, I, I could tell the difference between a leader and a manager and a company, a company superstar and a bureaucrat in a minute. And I'll tell you how I do that. It's because they don't say, this is what I'm really good at. This is what I could do for a company. These are the things I could change. These are the relationships I could bring. They start out with, I want. And all they yeah. want is a bigger corner office or a company car or a yeah. little more money. And yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. Look, if I can see it, everybody can see it, yeah. and it's it's just it's 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 a very hollow conversation. Hey, you know, I just thought of a of a song. I don't know if you've ever heard of this song, "The Gambler" by Kenny Rogers, right? Oh yeah. No so one this is what I'm, what I'm thinking. You know, you've got to know when to hold them. Yep. Right. Know when to fold them, and when to walk away. Yep. Right. So. How do you know when to walk away, though? That, that that's the key. And what you're what you just said is exactly right. You know when to walk away when the expectations realistically have been set. Yeah. And then they haven't been realized. That's when you walk away, man. That's and that's total freedom. But, because but, you know, because you've actually bought into it. Like we talk about extreme ownership. Once you realistically set expectations, it's easier to own it because those are your realistic expectations, particularly yeah. if they're in direct alignment. With the organizations now, if it doesn't come to fruition, you you got to walk away, you got to quit. Well, I think the big I think the big question people need to ask themselves is this: Am I walking away? From, am I running from something? Am I walking away from something, or am I going to something? You know, if I'm going to something, I have a vision in my head yeah. as to where my talents are what I can do, how I can make a company better, or how I can make an organization better right. versus running away. I'm just not happy here anymore. I want to change geography. Now, sometimes, hey, look, if you want to just change geography, go change geography. But yeah. you're going to find in six months yeah. that a change of geography, you know, that, that, that change of geography looks very, you know, there's... And that's why the... It's a very similar place to where yeah. you're, if, you're, if you're running from something... And you don't know where you're going, that place where you're going to will look very similar to the place you're running from. Let's put it that way. Exactly, because you don't have the end in sight. So, so the question I'm thinking about as we're talking about this is, okay, it's easy for us to sit here and say realistic expectations, have the end in mind. As I'm rolling this around in my mind, I'm thinking, in my experience, here's what I would advise people. First, determine the end point. 
Okay. Secondly, you got to, once you determine the end point, then you set your waypoints. Like you and I have been in the military, right? You file a flight plan. It's got waypoints probably, right? All right. Yep. So once you know where the end site is, once you file your flight plan, if, if you will, then you've got, then you set your objectives and your waypoints. You've got to put together that plan very early in the process. You don't do it after you've taken off from the carrier, right? That's a process that's done on the front end. So like if you're in business, if you're a candidate, if you're a worker, you got to do this. You got to get to the self-realization. So, that, so that's number three. Number four, you got to be accountable. You got to mm -hmm. be communicating back, back to your air controller. Hey, I'm off course. I'm on course, ETA, all that kind of stuff. Then you have to get feedback from a business perspective. Mm -hmm. If if you think the castle is due northwest, 270 degrees, right? Then you got to get feedback. How am I doing? That's akin yeah. to sitting down with your boss. Hey, boss, you remember nine months ago, we were in the performance <laughs> review meeting. I set these six objectives. How am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. And then you got to make it measurable. If you make it measurable, then your decision making is simple. Mm -hmm. I do the same thing with my business, you know. Everything oh, yeah. is measurable. How am I doing? You know, I'm 100 I'm, right now. I'm, I'm 103.5 percent yep. above my annual goal. Great. Mm -hmm. But way back in January, I knew where the end point was. Here's That's the way I see it. I, I think what really gets people. So on the flip side, I had a conversation with a 30 year old fella down in Texas. He's making great money. He's doing really well. He's like, hey, look, this isn't necessarily where I want to be all my life. Yeah. All right. Here's what you do. One, you and I have got a relationship now. We're going to start a relationship. But two, you've earned the right. You're incredibly successful. People know you. You've done well. You've done all the things that you promised to do. You have earned the right to reach out to the companies that you're interested in. And when you earn, when you have that, when you've earned that right as a successful person, you reach out to the CEO of a, uh, you know, of a company, maybe a large company, maybe a mid cap company, might be private equity owned, might be small, and you say, "Yeah, I'm incredibly successful. Here's what I've done. Here's what I'm looking for. I would love to just have a conversation with you. Start a relationship. Let's go." And then through those conversations in the relationship, you find out, all right, you're setting your path as to what you really want. You start to understand what you really want, what you're really looking for, what the, you know, what's required to get there versus just saying, yeah, I don't like it here anymore. I'm going to start down a path and picking up shiny objects, you know, pray shiny objects <laughs> show up along the way. I mean, just, you know, that's not life. Hey, this so, is like my recruiting business, man, you know, it took me a long time, actually, after I set this thing up 20 years ago to figure out, man, I better start setting realistic expectations mm -hmm. on the part of the candidates and the part of the client. So I've got a, like a three page candidate process sheet that people have to actually sign it and send it back to me or else I'm not working with them. Yeah. And it's basically here's my realistic expectations. And, you know, I'm not going to go through three pages, but one of them is, hey, if I send you a mm -hmm. text message or an email. If I don't hear back from you within 24 hours, I assume you are not you are not interested. Mm -hmm. that's right. And that's just one of my realistic expectations. But before I set those expectations, it was a freaking free for all around here. With people not calling, where's this guy? Where's that guy? But as soon as I set the expectations, 
everything worked. Yeah. And the same thing with my clients. I tell my clients, you got to do A, B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. And if not, I can't work with you. Just realistic expectations. Yeah, no, I got a, I got a position description from a client the other day. I just started laughing. <laughs> I'm like, looking at this thing, I'm laughing. And I'm like, they're like, what do you think? I go, um, <laughs> how do I say this nicely? You got a lot going on here. When I read this position description, it is the most ridiculous thing I've read ever. And it's like, you want you want King Kong on, you know, on a mouse budget, you know, <laughs> you, 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 you know, you're like, well, we'll, we'll pay, you know, we'll pay somebody 150,000 bucks a year, yeah, right. but we want like everything. They want like, Chuck All Yeager, right. right. So, yeah. so let's take the position. Let's take the, let's take the title and let's move it up a level because that's what you need. And let's talk about all the things you want to accomplish. You know, and, and, and look, here's where I back into it with with companies it's a very simple process like all right if you're looking for let's just round numbers you're looking for a hundred and fifty thousand dollar a year base person plus bonus right so if you call it two hundred thousand dollars a year that person right now is 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 at a hundred and twenty thousand dollars and they're plus bonus and they're looking for uh they're looking for the next step up in their career and that's realistically what you want now when you look at the position description that you just wrote, are you comfortable with someone who's now making $120,000 slotting into that role and taking on this responsibility? And when I put it to them like that, they're like, Ooh, yeah, maybe, maybe we're, maybe we're not realistic. Yeah, it goes back and let's talk about this a little bit. So let's set the goal in mind. What do you need to accomplish with your business? Let's talk about what you need to accomplish first. And then we can talk about what that person looks like. Yeah, I mean, it's all about setting realistic expectations, not just expectations. And I think people have to have those tough conversations. And it goes both ways, too. I mean, it's got to be in direct alignment, you know, with your hiring authority. Like, either if you're in an existing position, you got to make sure expectations are in alignment with reality. (laughs) And then if, if you're looking for a new job, it's the same thing. But, I mean... I would just tell people you got to be continually recalibrating your realistic expectations and they got to be realistic because otherwise you're setting yourself up for failure. I've had, I've had numerous conversations this week, pilots right now, you know, you're in, you're in the insurance guy side pilots right now are so in demand. People are just paying stupid numbers. I mean, it's just, I don't want to say stupid, but it's like, it's like, you know, salaries have gone up. You know, 20, 30, 40%. People call me up last week or two weeks ago and they're like, well, we, we really want this person to be $120,000. Like, yeah, <laughs> no. I'm like, no, ain't going to happen. Sorry. Yeah. And, and then a publicly traded company calls me and they're like, we want a director of aviation to run our fleet. And they've got three jets and they're like, well, you know, okay, what are you talking about? They say, well, we think that realistically we could find this person for $160,000. <laughs> I said, realistically, you're only $160,000 short of, of reality. <laughs> and they're like, oh, really? I go, yeah, you know, it's, that's probably $300,000 a year job. They're like, uh, okay. So, you know, they, they just don't, you know, I think what it is is people get into these meetings and they start to have this group think. And, you know, the group thing says, well, let's just keep adding more to the position description or, or start just chopping, you know, yeah. you know, 
chopping you know, your numbers off the the expectation. I don't know what it is, but it it's it's almost getting it's almost getting funny out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I I think the big thing is is for both candidates and clients setting these realistic expectations is a powerful thing to do because once you do it, you can measure it. And once you measure it, it, you take the emotion out of it. It becomes a rational decision. And rational decisions are always much easier to make than an emotional decision, particularly if you're thinking about, do I stay? You know, do I know when to fold them? Do I know when to walk away? You know, it, it becomes actually very simple. Mm-hmm. If, if you make yourself accountable, get feedback along the way, and you measure it. Because at, at the end of the day, at the end of the year, you're sitting down at your boss performance review, and you're like, you know, here's my expectations of the company. <laughs> Nothing happened. So, you know, you may not want to tell them then, but in your mind, you, you're probably flipping a switch. I need to look for a new position. It makes it very, it it takes all the the anguish out of it. Because, you know, when people are, you know, you know, when people are thinking about, should I stay, should I leave? That could be, you know, an energy you know, that, that that could be an energy drain because you're conflicted. I mean, you're mentally conflicted. And I think the, the great thing about realistic expectations is once you set those, it be, it, be, it becomes more of a more of a black and white, you know, rational thought, which takes a lot of pressure off you. Well, I think it's, it's, it's three things. It narrows down to three things. Is your desire to make a change today based off you know, you know, chronic frustrations, or are you just pissed off today? Right. Yeah. I mean, I get a lot of people that are like, you know, you, how many, yeah, you get a lot of these too. Yeah. I'm pissed off today. I got to make a change. All right. Do you really, are you just pissed? Yeah. Okay. I'm just pissed. All right. Then go, go hang up the phone. You know, it's, it's the, the old adage, you know, it's not, you, you can't control your environment, but you can control how you react to it. Exactly. Right. You know, it's mean? like the guy who is a great guy when everything's going well, but man, one thing goes wrong and he like totally loses it. You know, he's ruled by emotion. And the whole thing about expectations is you remove the emotion and you replace it with rational thought. Yep. That's the powerful thing about it. Man. I know Everybody guy, should right? sit down like at the beginning of the year and take a few days off away from family even, you know? Uh, and think about what are my realistic expectations for this year? Where, where do I want to end up at the end of this year? You know, and write them down in a series of objectives. Think of them as, as waypoints, get feedback along the way. And then at, at, the end, at the end of that year or six months or two years, whatever it is, it, it's right there in front of you, man, black and white. I think it's all black. You know, it really, it really is. If you sit there and you take a step, I know a guy wrecked his career because he was raw emotion. Yeah, you can't you can't be just, ruled by emotion, man. He was he was so volatile that people used to mess with him just just so that they could have yeah. they could like what you know watch this let's see how let's see how high we can get him today, and they would mess with him just to see how pissed off he would get. <laughs> and there was somebody who was just pure you know you know pure thrust no vector. Yeah, right. All thrust, no vector. Didn't know. Yeah, just was like, yeah, it was in pure reaction mode. And you go, all right, look, I, you know, 
if you know, I'm mad today, but do I really do I really need to be mad today? Is it just a deal going south? Is it just my boss having a bad day? Is it just my people having a bad day? Is it you know maybe it's you know maybe I'm not community you know whatever. But you sit back and you go, all right, what are the expectations I have for myself? What are the expectations sure. I have for my team? Are they realistic? You what know, are the uh, expectations I have for my career? Am I being realistic? And, you know, of course, once you figure out your expectations, what you think you can realistically do, another, another tactical way to communicate this with your boss and interact is you got to under-promise and over-deliver, too. Yeah. But, 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 you know, you can't do that unless you know your realistic expectations, you know, unless you have objectives. See, once you have this pathway, that, there's a lot of power in that thing, man. Once you have the, once you have the objectives, the waypoints, the accountability, the feedback, then you can really start to underpromise and overdeliver, and that's how you get promoted, man. Yeah. Well, I think it's you know, I think it's four things. It's four things. I was just kind of writing this down as we were talking. I go look if you if you're ready to make a change and you're going to something versus running away. Yeah. Four things that need to happen. What do you want to do? You know, identify what you want to do, write it down, talk it out with your, your spouse, your significant other, and go, what is it I want to do? Second thing, what can I do for somebody? What can I do? Can you, you know, institute a new sales program that, you know, that will double sales in a month? Can you set up an ops program that will you know, reduce scrap or manufacturing scrap or something significant? What can I do for somebody? Third thing, who needs me? Who are the companies that need me? Uh, you know, look, I'll be, I'm not rolling dice here, but I can tell you the, the multi-billion dollar multinational companies don't need you. The little guys do. Okay. And then the fourth thing is create, write down a plan and say, all right, here's my targeted plan to hit the people who both need me and want me. And I think it's that simple. And I think it goes the other ways for companies. It's like, what do we need to accomplish? Who's out there who can do it for us? How do we get them here? What's our plan? To, what's our plan? It's 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 reverse. No, I, I think that's very uh, perspicacious of you because one of the questions I ask candidates who come to me and call me, one of the, one of the first questions, it's a standard question I ask them, what would an opportunity have to look like that it would be a perfect fit for you. Tell me what the opportunity would have to look like. What is that perfect opportunity? You tell me, I'm not gonna tell you what the job position is. You tell me what the perfect opportunity is. And then of course, I've got three or four jobs probably, you know, because all I work in is insurance. You know? So chances are I have what that candidate's looking for. But if I get a blank stare over the Zoom call, then I'm thinking this guy has this guy or gal has no idea what they want. It's probably a bad candidate. Mm -hmm. But I had a guy on last week. Th this guy's an amazing story. His name is Robert Saucier. Okay, he was the oldest guy ever to play football for the University of Alabama. He was a decorated Navy veteran in the okay. Gulf War, Eagle Scout. Decides he wants to go to school on the GI Bill, and he's and he's actually figuring out like. You know, what do, what do, just what you said, what do I want to do? He wanted to play football for Alabama. He was a high school linebacker. I, I, I think it was all state or something. But here he is, 29 years old now, like 12 years removed from playing football. He walks on to the Alabama football team mm -hmm. and actually plays 
and uh, ended up playing on a national championship team. So this guy calls me up about a week ago. I have no idea who this guy is. The guy calls me up. I thought he was a nut. You know, hey, I'm the oldest guy ever to play football. I asked him that question. Do you have a competitive background or what? You know, he goes, as a matter of fact, I do. I said, sports? He says, yeah. I said, what sports did you play? Football. Where'd you play? And then I, I lead him down this path. And he tells me this Rudy from Notre Dame story. You know, it's basically the same. You saw the movie, right, Rudy? Yeah. True. You know, it's basically the same story, you know, carrying him out in the field, running out to tunneling the whole thing. And uh, this guy called me up and he says, when I asked him that question, what would an opportunity look like? He goes, I want to create wealth. I want to build and grow a book of business and insurance. I want to create wealth. He says, because I'm motivated to make money. Mm -hmm. I said, beautiful, man. You know exactly what you want to do. He says, yeah, absolutely. I want to build out someone's territory. Mm -hmm. And I can do it. I've never failed in anything in my life. I want mm -hmm. That's what I want to do. I called up one of my best clients. Clients like, what are you talking about, Rob? I said, trust me. Talk to this guy. Mm -hmm. This guy knows exactly what he wants to do. And this guy can build you out your Maryland territory. So he had the interview on, on Thursday. He, he did great. He's going to have a second interview um, Wednesday. Yep. So mm -hmm. there you go, man. This guy knows exactly what he wants to do. He told me the same story. He goes, when I got out of high school, I knew I, I wanted to serve my country. I, I wanted to go in the Navy. Boom. He goes in the Navy. He wanted to be an Eagle Scout. He, he was an Eagle Scout in high school. Mm -hmm. Wanted to play football for Alabama. So this guy always has the end sight in mind. Yep. And I have no doubt that this guy is going to build and create a lot of wealth in insurance sales. Yeah. Because that's what he wants to do. He already knows who he wants to be and what he wants to do. Very powerful stuff, man. I love that. You know, I want to make a million dollars. All right. Well, he's going to do it, man. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the, that's the question. That's the thing. It's like, you know, you, you get people that go, I want to make a million dollars. You know, are you on a path to make a million dollars now? No. Okay. What needs to change? What do you think needs to change? There you go. Sure. You know, I, I, you know, that's the whole, that's the whole deal. And you know, it's, 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 um, you know, so that's where I tell people it's it's like this. It comes down to, you know, what can you do? What do you want to do? What can you do? Who needs you? Yep. What's your plan? What's your plan to go get it? And it's the same for companies. It's like, what do you want to do? Who can help you do it? Yep. What's your plan to go get it? You know, quit coming up with these convoluted job descriptions that, you know, say we need everything, but we don't want to pay for it. You know, and you know, it's it's just, it's just common sense, and, and sometimes I feel like yeah, we we you have to reiterate common sense, but yeah. you know, you gotta own it, man. I told you a story about me driving down to Houston, right, getting the job. Yep, that was the end of mine. I remember I was watching a football game when I was in high school, upstate New York, the Houston Oilers. I'm thinking that's where I want to be. I want to go to Houston. I want to marry a tall, blonde Texan, blue-eyed with a cowboy hat. And you Cowboy did boots, you know, great long legs, the whole thing, man. You know, I want to work down there. And you know what? Three years later, I had all that stuff. It's because I had the end in sight. I drove a beat up car, you know, mm -hmm. 1700 miles down to Houston. But I knew that that was the end objective. I knew that's where my castle was. And I was willing to do anything and anything to accomplish that. But I couldn't have done that by just getting in my car and driving somewhere. I, I had a legitimate roadside map telling well, me where to go. Yeah. Well, that's the problem with people going to LA. I want to be an actor in LA. 
So they drive to they drive to be an actor in L.A. with no plan. Yeah, they get to L.A. and they're like, okay, what next? You know, it's like yeah, they go off the boat. Like, what's next? And they have no plan. Yeah. And then they flounder. And it's you know, at the end of the day, it all comes out with. Yeah, it's a very simple for 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 executives who are out there who want million dollar careers. It's, you know, what do I want? Yep. You know, what can I offer? Who needs me? Yeah, how do I target those? How do I target those people? Yeah, exactly. And it's all set from there. Cool. How do people get a hold of you, Rob? Rob at mrfairfax.com. I'm all over the internet. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Got a podcast. I'm on, uh, I've got a YouTube show. Uh, call me anytime, 703-395-3466. Glad to help you out. And uh, Rob is all over LinkedIn. And yes, he's got a new coaching. Uh, he's got a new coaching program coming out, 10-part series on uh, on executive coaching. Yes, I was told it was the, it's, it's the first reality show ever in the history of media dealing with career coaching. It's a 10 part series. We'll be, we'll be making more announcements as the weeks are upon us here, but uh, slated for probably mid to late October, uh, excuse me, mid to late November, 2022. So. Awesome. Thanks for coming on as always, Rob. All right, Craig. Thanks brother. We'll see you next week. Talk soon. I hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the aerospace executive podcast. You can reach out to me directly, Craig and northstaresg.com or check us out at www.northstaresg.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube. Just do a search for Aerospace Executive Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig Pippen.